It is NRL Fantasy Podcast time once again. Thanks to our friends at UE. My name is Chris Kennedy, joined in the studio by Don Brock to take you through a massive, massive uh, Round 24 team list Tuesday and uh, all the conundrums that presents fantasy coaches heading into the penultimate round of the season. Had to sneak that one in there. Dom, how are you placed heading into the weekend? Yeah, pretty good. Our team's in good shape. Uh, two trades left. I'll be using one this week, saving up. One, uh, I think, for the last round of the season, uh, still alive in the office comp. I think you are as well. We're both in the final four. Yep. Congrats if you're listening to this because you're probably still alive as well. Um, most fantasy teams have been knocked out by now, so, um, yeah, it's all business right now. Right at the pointy end, and obviously just two weeks left for overall coaches to scramble up those last few mm-hmm. spots on the ladder if they, uh, if they can. Um, let's head into some teams Thursday night. West Tigers take on the Sea Eagles. Pretty important clash for Tigers if they're going to stake that million-to-one claim for a <laughs> late charge into the eight. I know they're keeping their um, their hopes alive. They need a lot to go right for them to be any chance of playing finals, but they're not completely out of it. Once you start talking mathematical, then you're in a bit of strife, but the fact is they are still a tiny bit alive. They are not too many changes for them. Elijah Taylor is the um, the big absentee with some kind of corked thigh with you know some bleeding in the muscle or something sounds a bit uncomfortable so he sits out a little bit of a rejig in the forward pack Alex Twile and Josh Elliott both return um, personally a little bit frustrated that Jacob Little seems to be coming from Jersey 18 onto the bench mm. every week because Robbie Farah is losing the last 15 to 20 minutes of games despite scoring it close to a point a minute before yeah that. he's still scoring well above 50 points a game 55 ish uh, on average uh, which is good I wouldn't worry too much if uh, you've got Robbie Farrow on your team. He's still being solid. Isai Masters also solid. Um, hasn't had a huge game for a while, but um, this could be one of them. Manly's mm. defence has been a bit shaky. Uh, they've got a lot going on off the field, as um, you can read about today on NRL.com. But, um, <laughs> so hopefully if you've got Masters, you can bag a try or two, but at the very least a few tackle breaks you'd expect out wide against Manly. Yeah, Tigers are close to, if not the worst, attacking team in the comp, but we saw Manly last week get... Absolutely smoked at home by the Titans, who haven't been particularly impressive yeah. this year either. So it could be a few points. It's, on it's hard to tell if it's going to be a low-scoring game or a high-scoring game. It is um, very much so. Tigers, I've looked at the numbers, they average 15 points in attack and about uh, 17 points conceded per game, which is quite low for both of those. Remember early in the season, yeah. they had a lot of single-digit you know, 9-8 wins or 10-8 or something against good teams. Whereas Manly score a fair few points, but they also concede even more points. So 21 in attack, 25 uh, in defence they concede. So... Could go either way. Yeah, based on last week, you'd expect it. A high-scoring mm. uh, game. I don't know which way it's going to go. You'd expect the Tigers. Surely <laughs> yes. the Tigers are playing for a lot, and the Manly, Manly has everything going wrong. So. Yeah, it's the sort of game the Tigers will find a way to bottle. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, speaking of Manly scoring and conceding lots of points, that was all on full display at Lotto mm. Land last week. Uh, Tommy Trevojevic had one of the most dominant individual 40 minutes of football I can remember in either an NRL or a fantasy sense. Didn't help his team as they completely capitulated in the second half, but he uh, finished up with a whopping 115 points. I don't know if anyone was brave enough to captain him, having an eye on the the brittle Gold Coast defence, but well done if anyone did. Mm. I certainly didn't, but uh, would have been handy. Yeah, no, if you would have had... Maybe uh, his brother Jake is captain. He got 78, which is another great score. A couple of tries as well. Five tries between them. Um, mm. Still can't get the win. Uh, yeah, DCE and power are a bit quiet, but they should lift if it's a closer game this week. Um, are we expecting any repeat efforts from 
for Trebojevic's this week? What do you think? Well, I think obviously the Tigers are a better defensive team than the Titans are. I think another 100-plus score from Tommy looks a little bit unrealistic, although if anyone's capable, he probably is. Um, Jake I quite like because he can mm. go well either way. If it's yeah. a tight grind in the middle, he can make 50 tackles and 150 metres and yep. a couple of busts and offloads. And if it ends up being open, he can also combine well for a few tries and assists. Yeah, there aren't many you know middle forwards like... Him who can score 78 points in a really high-scoring game. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's very useful. He's one of those captaincy options I guess we'll talk about a bit later uh, for this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, early Friday game is the Warriors up against the Panthers. Pretty um, exciting game, this one, on paper. Both teams, heaps and heaps to play for um, in that bottom part of the eight. Can't really... you know The Warriors technically drop out of the eight um, if they lose both their last games, but more... More importantly, I think both these teams need a win to try and shore up a um, press for a top four, but also um, failing that to get a, a home final in week one of the finals rather than finishing that seventh to eighth spot, mm. which is where you don't want to be. Um, in terms of the Warriors, they've again named Torhu Harris to come back from injury. I feel like that's happened a couple <laughs> of times since last time he played. He's on the bench. Um, they've also lost Blake Green, which um, might, I don't know if it'll make much difference to Sean Johnson, but Mason Leno and for... Blake Green um, probably makes Sean Johnson a bit more important, and uh, and your man Roger Tuivasa-Shek is just absolutely on fire. It. Yeah, last two weeks have been his two biggest uh, run meter games of the season. I think uh, the last three weeks. Oh, really? The three weeks ago was two thirty nine. I was just looking at it, and that was his most to that point. Okay. And then the last two go. weeks since then, he's been monster. Destroyed it. A couple of seventies, so he's a popular buy this week. Uh, people are considering whether to ditch Kalen Ponga. We'll get to still playing in yeah. the halves this week, so. Um, yeah, that's an option. Um, Sean Johnson did well last week as well, in fantasy at least, 77 points. Um, the Mason Leno thing seems to, you'd expect it would help him. They've played together, I think, just once this season. Leno usually has been replacing Johnson when he's yeah. been uh, playing, but they played once uh, in round 19 against the Storm. Johnson scored 35, Leno scored 20. Mm. was against the, the Storm. The Storm won that game. Yeah. So hard to read too much into that. Um, they played the Panthers once, and Johnson did even worse, and they got 19 points, but they lost, lost that game as well. Um, Warriors, you go slight favourites in this game, you'd expect at home. Two teams last week, but anything can happen. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've got Johnson. I'm fairly confident he'll score well, but... There's a few mm. little question marks there based on previous games this season. Yeah, I've got three halves, Johnson, Cleary and Mitch Pearce, and been leaving one of them out as 18th mm. man every week. And I think Johnson will definitely be in the 17 this yeah, week. Okay. I'm not sure who to leave out, but it won't be him. They take on the Panthers, who um, I'm not going to sit here and go through all the team changes because that would take up the rest of the podcast. But let's just say Cameron Serrato has swung the axe. Mm. The hooker's gone. Peachy experiment at fullbacks over for now. Um, Nathan Cleary scored well last week despite the team um, not only not winning but not playing particularly well or scoring a lot of points which was uh, I guess a good sign for Cleary and a bad sign for Penrith. Yeah so um, as expected James Maloney being out uh, means Cleary does more so he had his most kick metres of any game this season got through 24 tackles as well uh, which is good for a halfback um, the kick metres should stay high or possibly go higher. Tyrone Peachy is not a big yep. kicker of the ball at 5'8 so um, yeah Clear his base, that should be really good. So he's pretty safe, whatever happens here, you'd expect. You know, it should be a minimum of 40 points. 
if he um, he runs the ball a fair bit as well, so yeah. his run meters are all right. So if he if he actually sets up a few tries or something, he could person another big one. Up around the hundred run meter mark, mm. I think, um, in that last game. Not much else really doing there. Uh, William Kickhouse still in heaps of teams. He's had his visa issue yeah. sorted, so he'll head over to NZ. But he hasn't really been scoring too great. He would have gone okay last week without the sin bin at the end, I think. But yeah. I think we'll write him off now, so we'll come back with an 80, I'm sure, on the <laughs> weekend. But, yeah, he hasn't been as consistent as uh, the players you want in your team at this point of the season. Second Friday game. This is the one I think everyone is waiting for. The Spoon Bowl mm. to determine who will come last in 2018. Um, the prize no one wants. Uh, Cowboys are boosted by some massive ins. Uh, Matt Scott and Jason Tamalolo both back. Um, Jason Tamalolo one week off with a, a shoulder charge suspension. Obviously, this is Thurston's last ever game in Townsville, which has sort of crept up on us a little bit. Um, Fantasy-wise, I really think it's the, um, the Tamalolo show here. Yeah, it is. And you really... I mean, I'm thinking he'll have a big game. Thurston's last home game. Yeah. They need to win to avoid the spoon, pretty much. He's had a week off. Um, you know, everything points to a monster performance from Tamalolo mm. here. No need to leave anything in the shed, so... He should go big. I reckon he's a captaincy option just about. I was about to say that. Yeah. Um, he'll be rested. He'll be angry. He'll want to do well yeah, for Thurston's exactly. last game. He um, he enjoys the Eels. I remember this is years ago now, but yeah. I um, was visiting mates up in Townsville and went to a, um, a Cowboys-Eels game. Uh, it's be four or five years ago, and I think Tamalotta scored 50-odd fantasy points in the first half, yeah. just destroyed Parramatta. And, uh, and, and the Eels have probably lost their best defensive player in the middle in uh, Nathan Brown this week. With Alvaro still out as well. Yeah, so So, um, yeah, a lot of possibilities there for Tomalolo and yeah, Brown out for the Eels is probably just about the biggest fantasy news of the week, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about that now because um, this uh, forward pack for Parramatta, it's not uh, on paper the... uh, what, what the, you'd be hoping for heading mm. into a you know around twenty four game Kane Evans and Vave starting up front near Corey Moreau and Penny Terrapo at lock, um, Mana returning on the bench. They've obviously lost through the year likes of Bo Scott and Tony mm. Williams. Alvarez out now. Nathan Brown, who it's probably the big fantasy talking point. He was in my team. He was in yep. your team. He's got to be sold because he's not coming back this year. Big headache. Big headache, yeah. Definite trade. Uh, this is where it really hurts if you've run out of trades, unfortunately. Um, hopefully you have depth in that situation. But uh, as you say, he's out for the last two games. Um, yeah, not a lot to love here. I mean, Jared Hayne had a really quiet game last week after a, mm. a good run of form before that. The Cowboys, you know, obviously have not been good this year. Yeah. Uh, bottom of the table, so he's a chance of getting, you know, a try or two. But... Um, yeah, I'm predicting a Cowboys win yeah. this week for Thurston. Not that that's helped them that much, you know, before now, but it's mm. yeah, I'd say it should be a, ca- a comfortable Cowboys win with those injuries that you just mentioned. You'd think so, yeah. If you are running with Hayne, obviously last week was against Melbourne, and mm. it's, you know, exactly. that tends to happen to outside backs against Melbourne. So I wouldn't be too concerned for Hayne. He was absolutely on fire the month before that, and um, Cowboys edge defence and backline defence nowhere near as strong as Melbourne's is so you think Hayne set for a um, more points this week than, than last week yeah he could easily score 40 or 50 and he'll still lose comfortably it's one yeah. of those kind of games you know we just saw Tommy Turbo score 100 in a losing effort yeah. so um, you know let's not rule anything out mm. in terms of um, Brown for those of us who have him and still have trades left I think Tamalolo is almost exactly the same price so if, you, yep. if you've got Brown and no Tamalolo that looks like a straight swap yeah, I think Jake might be a bit more. I think Fafita's a bit less if you can do a mm. swap in the um, into the front row. So, yeah, there's a lot of options. Pretty much you can tell which of those real big gun forwards you haven't got and see if you can get him in. 
personally speaking, I've got most of those. The um, probably the best forward I don't have is Ryan James, and the mm. advantage there is if I trade Brown to Ryan James, I've now got bench cover for front row and yeah. second row. So I'm thinking I could also go McInnes, but then I've got just a whole bench of hookers and no cover, so might play it safe with uh, with Ryan James. The uh, first Saturday game is the Raiders up against the Rabbitohs. Uh, Raiders, I thought, were no chance last week and they upset the Roosters, so who knows mm. what's going to happen <laughs> this week when the um, the Bunnies travel down to the nation's capital. Canberra, unpredictable team. They've lost um, Joe Tarpany, who has been one of their better players and also one of their better fantasy scorers. He's out for the year with a broken thumb. It does uh, see Michael Oldfield come back in the centres, allowing Elliot Whitehead to return to the pack, which is probably good. And uh, Aiden Caesar a chance of emerging into the um, the seventeen, coming back from his was it a hamstring injury he had? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So Canberra, you know, all year apart from Tapani, who got a hundred once. Um, we've been talking about their outside backs. They didn't do a lot last week. It was a low-scoring game against mm. the Roosters. It was weird to see Canberra win a game with their defence against a good team. It's very out of character yeah. for the Raiders, but good yeah. on them. Um, yeah, and, and this week with Souths getting their troops back in the uh, back line, I'd be a bit wary of those outside backs again this week. So, yeah, yeah don't know how many of the top teams still have a Leilua or a Kotrick or someone in your back line, but, um, yeah, they've been inconsistent and... It's hard to expect them to do a whole lot this week as well. Not a whole lot like fantasy-wise. Yeah, you're right. South's uh, a little bit interesting with... Uh, they've got Johnston, Campbell Graham and big Greg Inglis all uh, returning to bolster their back line, which is probably what hurt them uh, against the Roosters. Mm. So you'd think they'll be a lot stronger this week. Fantasy-wise, uh, pretty poor scores across the board. Um, Sam Burgess had a come down. Adam Reynolds, who's been pretty consistent, um, was also disappointing. Uh, Angus Crichton's been probably there their fantasy player of the year. He's uh, reasonably consistent. Angus Crichton's been South's fantasy player of the year. Their hookers all right. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously everyone's got Daniel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, although, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked up Cook as the greatest thing that's ever happened to fantasy, and then he's yeah. had 240-something since then. So Drops off my radar a little bit due- with a couple of 40s. <laughs> he's, due- he's due a big one. Uh, he got 65 against Canberra earlier in the year. Um, Raiders, as we've mentioned, are a team that can leak a few points in defence, so hopefully Cook has a big one this week. Will he be your captain again? Well, I think it's one of those ones, if you're the underdog yeah. in a head-to-head game, then probably look elsewhere, but... Yeah. I mean, of all my private leagues, I think I'm knocked out of most of them. I'm okay. still in the work one, and uh, a couple of the other ones I've, I've dropped out, but I, I might have a look at the, um, the matchups and see how we go. But mm-hmm. a couple of 48s, is it? Do we think he's getting a bit tired? Do we think teams are now a bit more ready for him and getting more numbers around the ruck? Yeah, I mean, they also, you know, they got beaten last week. It tends to do mm. better in games they win. So they also won most of their games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it can happen. He does. He is still an attacking player, so it's not like he can yeah. just rely on 50 tackles like other hookers can, like a Cameron Smith can. Um, so he gets through a lot of tackles, but he also needs to get one or two of those big line breaks to score well. I think he can do that against anyone, though. So Well, we saw him absolutely destroy exactly. Melbourne, who you'd think would be the last team who are going to have that happen to them. So Exactly. And his average is still massive. It's the best in the comp. Yeah. Um, I still think he's the best player in fantasy, and based on that, he's still the smartest Captaincy option. Mm. Do we think potentially the um, the the absence of the outside backs, if mm. Souths weren't starting their sets off so well, that then slowed down, you know, the Burgesses and the big boys yeah. getting the, the roll on through the middle and that sort of had a flow-on effect 
to Damien Cook? And do you think potentially with, you know, Campbell Graham and, you know, Gagai back in the centres, Alex Johnson at fullback and obviously GI, they, if they're starting their sets better, that might flow through to Cook having a bit yeah. of opportunity? Yeah, that's definitely uh, a case. Um, also, just, you know, having strike weapons all across the park like Inglis and those guys means that the defence has to, you know, be open to everything and that's yeah. possibly break, you know, leads to more opportunities around the ruck when... Teams aren't defend, uh, expecting it, so um, yeah, for all that, and with Canberra's defence not being great, I th- I'm backing Cook to have a big one this week. You know, he's, he can't have three, mm. you know, mediocre scores in a row, surely. And can Canberra defend great two weeks in a row as well? Well, is that yeah. the other question? Uh, quick reminder before we get any further that uh, NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over one million dollars with Yui Rewards on offers like thirty dollars off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au/rewards for more details. The second Saturday game is the Titans hosting the Storm. Um, I'll be tipping Melbourne to win this mm-hmm. game. <laughs> um, as impressive as the Titans were last week, um, AJ Brimson certainly enjoyed me yeah. selling him in fantasy by oh, celebrating really? with his his best score. I did sell him for uh, Jake Travojevic, who got even more, but um, it seems to be the magic touch I've got this year. Um, he's been incredible. Like, even yeah. two weeks ago, he only scored 20 in fantasy, but he saved a million tries, and now he's... You know, done it again against Manly, saving tries, scoring tries, just doing absolutely everything. Yeah, we had a prospect. We had a really good story uh, on his background on NRL.com last week um, from Neil Cadigan about you know playing in uh, junior touch footy rep teams in Queensland with Mm. Kalen Ponga, and Ponga was the star, and it was just you know a guy on the team who tried hard, and that seemed to be his his story up until very recently. Like, Mm. uh, didn't have the natural talent of a Ponga type, wasn't. You know that big, but he's just worked his heart out, and uh, yeah, come up with the goods now um, mm. in his first season in the NRL. So really good story. You know his ability to pull off try saving tackles is fantastic. Um, yeah, and yeah, monster fantasy score last week as well, around seventy. So yeah, a lot of potential there. And the uh, another one of your fantasy favourites, Ryan James. Yeah. His, uh, his peaks and troughs all F- year. Favourites could be pushing it a bit. <laughs> It can be a bit of heartache when uh, he goes through a quiet patch, but um, he's in a good one at the moment. So um, he's a funny player, a bit like Fafita, where you kind of expect him to dominate when he has a big game through attack, through tackle breaks, offloads, the odd try. Um, he can score a try, but he can also get through a heap of defence. So mm. uh, he made 55 tackles, I think, or something like that against mm. the Storm earlier in the season, who they played this round, scored 65 in that game. Um, had a really good score last week and the week before as well. So it doesn't really matter. Like if the def- if the Titans are defending the whole game, then he can yeah. still get through a lot of points. Uh, but he can also go quiet, which can be frustrating. Um, Jai Arrow's been a bit quiet the last couple of weeks by his usual standards as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- if this game, if the Titans can keep it close, so we expect the Storm to win, but if it's 20 to 10 or something like that, then you'd expect two busy middle forwards like, Arrow and James to get through a lot of defence, so hopefully they can both get big scores. What are you expecting? Yeah, I think Arrow obviously had that good score after mm. we all sold him, and then he's yeah. sort of tapered off again since then. I think he's probably still carrying a few niggles yeah. and having. You know, it's probably ready for ready for the off season. You think after the year that he's had, both of those guys obviously. You know, we've seen score big with good attacking stats and also get through mountains of just base stats and, and defence. So um, if the game does pan out like that, then could be some, some big tackle counts um, on the way. You'd have to think they're both set for, you know, somewhere between 40 and 60 rather than 30s and 80s. Yeah, and as I was just saying about how if the Titans can keep it close, they are at home and the Storm, 
you know, their lineup is not what it was even a week ago. They've lost a lot of players. Well, they have. Yeah, we'll get to that in a sec, but yeah. they've lost a few. So it could be a lot closer than people are expecting. So mm. maybe that's going to be good for those, you know, middle forwards, the Titans. Just on the storm, they've lost uh, big impact man Nelson Osofa Solomona for a few weeks with an ankle injury. Um, Suli Vinavalu gone from the wing with a hamstring strain. Will Chambers gone from the centres uh, due to suspension. In my opinion, probably lucky to only get three weeks mm. for a pretty nasty crusher tackle on Jared Hayne. They've got um, Chase Blair, Justin Ollum, uh, Tui Kamakamitha all coming to the team. Cameron Smith, who um, most of us have and most of us are sweating on, has been named, but I'd be a little bit concerned about handing him the captaincy just given, A, that he looks to be carrying an injury, and B, if the Storm get up you know, by 30 points yeah. with half an hour to go, you'd have to think an early shower was heading his way. Yeah, so there were a little, a few fe- uh, fears early on that he could miss this game when he hurt his back and went off last week. Uh, he is playing. The news was pretty positive uh, pretty quickly after that game that he'll be right to play. But as you say, carrying a back injury, if they've got this game in the bag, there's no need to risk your captain and, and star player at this point um, two weeks out from the finals. Um, most of us still have Smith in our teams. I guess you're still play him, but um, yeah, probably don't captain him. Uh, No one else in that team's interesting you, Chase Chase Blair, Justin (laughs) Allen. Well, didn't, you know, Curtis Scott was a sensation, was it last year? Um, He's really sort of tapered off. Jesse Bromwich, same sort of thing, was a real fantasy force not all that long ago. Yeah, dropped off a couple of years ago. I mean, I think their attack was amazing last year, the Storm, so all those outside backs were doing quite well. Um, Hasn't really been the case this uh, this year, and yeah, this week especially with those... um, Big names missing, they could just grind out a win like they did last round. Yep, for sure. The uh, last Saturday game, Roosters against the Broncos. Roosters will be desperate to hit back after that surprise loss to Canberra last week and hopefully press their claims for the minor premiership. Brisbane still need to win at least one game to ensure that they play finals. Uh, Roosters, I must admit, I was expecting Latrell Mitchell Mm. to score many, many points last week and he hardly got the ball. Um, Tedesco's pretty reliable. Um, anyone else worth talking about? Not really. Ryan Madison's dropped off the um, mm-hmm. radar. He's back to the bench this week with Kiri back. Um, I was thinking about Madison this morning. He's you know, had a really good season. I can't see him starting again for the Roosters until they've got another injury at this point. They've got yeah. Victor Radley's been great at lock. They're getting Angus Crichton next season. It's kind of an mm. origin-quality back row. Um, he's not a first-choice 5'8", so, um, yeah, their depth in their forwards is going to be fantastic next year. But, yeah, fantasy-wise, it's Mitchell, uh, Latrell, Mitchell, and Tedesco, as always. Tedesco seems to hit about 50 points a week. Yeah. No need to worry about that one. Mitchell, yeah, he needs he needs the ball. He needs to get amongst the tries to score well. I don't know. I mean, surely they... I mean, Kiri back helps. Yeah, expect and Kiri is on that, side. that left-side yeah. attack, so that links in well with... Um, you know, getting the ball to, to Latrell in good position and, and nice early clean ball. So hopefully we see him with a few more opportunities. Brisbane, not the worst defensively, but they have conceded quite a few mm. points and um, edges can be hit and miss. They um, interesting sort of team. Um, they've got not much in the terms of team changes. I think Katoni Staggs in for Mago on the bench. Yeah. Um, and the weekly switcheroo between Lodge and Nofahengawi. Fantasy-wise, um, a few up and down guys. Uh, McCulloch and Pangai. Uh, Lodge have had good scores and bad scores over the yeah. past month. No one who's, I think, reliable enough to be looking at. Yeah, like a few other teams like Canberra and a couple of others, it's one of those teams with a lot of pretty good fantasy players, mm. but no one you really want in your team at this time of the season. So, um, you know, if you've still got one of those Pangaias or whatever, then I guess hold on. But, um, yeah, I think ideally 
just about skip everyone apart from maybe McCulloch if you can afford to have four or five hookers in your squad. Yeah. All right, moving on. The um, the Sharks take on the Knights at Southern Cross Group Stadium on Sunday. Sharks, Andrew Fafida, a little bit worried about mm. his minutes. Um, obviously, we had a big story during the week. He wasn't happy about his minutes either. I feel you, Andrew. I feel you. <laughs> um, still got 62 points with that um, vigorously celebrated try in the second half. Um, if he could maintain that was scoring he, rate. Was he celebrating the try? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm being generous. Yeah. Um, he didn't yeah. look too happy, did he? Yeah, it, we did talk about... Um, like, so Shane Flanagan said you know, when Aaron Woods arrived, basically, that uh, Fafita's minutes were going to drop. He'd, he'd played five or um, six games with, you know, close to 80 minutes when um, the Sharks had Gallen injured and Luke Lewis injured. Um, so he was always going to get rested a little bit after that. Uh, he's had a few up and down games minutes-wise. This was uh, a down game. He played. He spent most of the game on the bench, yeah. which he seemed you know, most angry about when he came back on and scored that try. But um, as we also said, he doesn't need big minutes to score well. Mm. Um, just exploded when he came back for that last stint. Got a try, had another couple of big runs. Um, he's really made for fantasy. He can just mm. palm guys off and offload and get a few quick points. So, um, and yeah, you'd expect his minutes to go up a bit this week. Up from that. 38. You'd up have from to 38. Maybe only to 45 or 50, but... But then again, based on that evidence, maybe they, you know, bench him after 10 minutes and just <laughs> make stand him on the really bench, angry. sledge him for 40 minutes and then roll him up, get him <laughs> back out there. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be too worried if I had him in fantasy. If, well, I mean, if you're going to sell him, then how many guys... Are, he got 62 exactly. last week. Exactly. Who are you going to sell him for, really? Um, anyone else before we move on? Gallon's a bit up and down. Gallon's up and down. Val Holmes is still going yeah. well. Um, he's not really in the conversation with... Tommy Turbo in awesome form. RTS in really good form. Uh, Tedesco's always good. Ponga's a question mark. Um, people have mostly ignored Val mm. Holmes, I think, because of all that. But um, he's still been... averaging 55 over yeah. the last 12 weeks or something. So, I mean, is he in your radar if you were going to sell a, a Ponga? No, I'm half contemplating Ponga to RTS. Yeah. But if I was going to buy someone I don't have in that position, it'd certainly be two of us a check before. Yeah, Val Holmes. It's a weird one. I don't, even though he's scoring great, I just feel slightly under what's less than convinced, I guess. Is yeah, the... yeah. I mean, he's relied a lot on tries, I guess, yeah, but exactly. he does keep scoring tries. They are playing the Knights. He could score some more tries this week. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, like you, I think because at the start of the season he was so quiet, um, you kind of get that image in your mind of a mm. very up and down player. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if you had a couple of quiet, quiet games to finish the season. Um, but, you know, if you've got him, you're cheering. Well, like you say, playing the Knights in this time of year, you can actually afford to make trades based on who yeah, players are coming up against. They uh, Mitchell Pearce seems to score between 48 and 52 every single week <laughs> yeah. now. Um, Callum Ponga, a little bit of a dip in his scoring with the move to 5'8", but it wasn't actually... Um, obviously, his run metres went down, his mm. tackles went up. Otherwise, there wasn't a great deal of difference. He's still got six busts. Yeah, we were talking about it, you and me, before that game, the Knights game, about... Uh, how the position switch was going to affect Ponga. We both thought it would hurt him. Um, obviously, his tackles go up because he's defending in the front line, but um, yeah, run meters and tackle breaks is where he makes the bulk of his points, and the run meters dropped a lot. But as you say, he's still got half a dozen tackle breaks, which is great. Still set up a try with a sharp grubber on the left edge. So um, yeah, I still prefer him at fullback, both mm. in fantasy, certainly, uh, and you know, just as a player in general. He's just so good running the ball back from kicks. So um, yeah, I don't know if he's quite a sell like some people are asking about. We'll get to those questions. Um, 38 still a pretty good score and a decent for a fullback. Yeah. yeah, reasonably quiet game. I mean, yeah. he set up a try, but yeah, didn't do a too lot 
His kick else. meters actually tapered off a bit, which you'd expect the opposite. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that may have gone up, but Pierce is just so dominant yeah. there that um, yeah, they don't need many more kick meters out of Ponga. So, yeah, suddenly Ponga, who's been the best fantasy fullback all season now in the last two weeks, is um, maybe the fifth best or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird one. weird one. They've... Uh, a couple of their forwards, Aiden Guerra and Lachlan Fitzgibbon, their their starting second rowers, are amongst the most expensive players in fantasy now after mm. a, a strong finish to the season. Yeah, Guerra's had a really good run, got 69 on the weekend, uh, a few 60s. Um, again, like Val Holmes, it seems like a bit of a late run, so they don't seem that convincing compared to you know established guns. But if you need a, a point of difference, you know, not a bad one. And uh, Herman SASA, only 37 last week, but he's been pretty consistent over the, the back end of the season as well. Yeah, and it, that's the kind of thing with these guys who, who can have good little patches. You know, Guerra could easily get a 35 this week after yeah. he has this really good run, which is why you try to go for a, uh, Jake Turbo or one of these kind of guys instead. For sure. Uh, last but not least, Dragons up against the Bulldogs. Dragons back into the top four. They'll be desperate to finish on a high. Uh, Bulldogs actually quite impressive last week, upset the uh, the Warriors there at home. Dragons, uh, team-wise, well, he wasn't in last week, but Paul Vaughan now officially out for mm. the season after suffering a fresh injury at training. That's a massive blow for them. Um, they've got a reshuffle on their forward pack. Oddly, Luciano Lelua benched after his best game of his career, which is a weird one. Yeah, so I don't know if that's actually going to happen. He was oh, named yeah. on the bench last week on Tuesday, and then Lisa Mao, who was named start at prop, uh, Went to the bench before kickoff, yeah. and uh, Tyson Frizzell moved to the front row, and Leilua came on and played 80. So that could easily happen again, considering how well Leilua played last week. He was fantastic, made 40 tackles, was awesome in attack, had a try, set up another try, yeah. had a big break down the left wing. Um, he looked like, I'm watching it thinking, next season I'm getting Leilua in my fantasy team, and then I realise how good that Dragons forward pack is at full strength. You know, Vaughan comes back in, and... Um, yeah, that back row is all origin players pretty much. There's not a lot of space yeah. for a, a young guy like that. But, um, yeah, when he's starting and playing big minutes, he can score great, as we saw last week, where he get 83 points. Yeah, the seven busts and the, the yeah. try probably pinned uh, pinned the score up. But, um, yeah, like you say, with that many, no one's really going anywhere. They'll still have Frizzell and DeBell and mm. all these guys next year, Tarek Sims. Um, Cam McInnes has been... Uh, a real thorn in my side in a few head-to-head <laughs> finals the last few weeks, but he's scoring great. Yeah, he's scoring great. Um, makes 50 tackles, you know, and up every week, it seems, um, even when they win games. Uh, had a try assist as well last week, so he's been really good. Should score well again this week against the Dogs team that's been, yeah, surprisingly good for most of the last six weeks, six or mm. seven weeks. Um, yeah, lost a few big-name players to mid-season moves and then seemed to improve. Yeah, straight away somehow. Strange one. That mindset sort of thing, yeah. a bit, bit clearer in the head maybe. Yeah. Um, before we move on, you and Aitken, was it his lowest score of the year, that 19 last week? Yeah, we've been saying for weeks that he's due a try in a big game and it just hasn't happened. He's going backwards, mm. if anything. So, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. But, um, is he a sell? Well, maybe he is. I mean, as, as you mentioned, there's only two weeks left. It's really a case of looking, if you're playing head-to-head, look at your matchup. See where you've got an advantage, and see where, you know, you're outmatched in certain positions. Um, if you're missing one of those big guns, and there's not a heap in the centres, but you know, Latrell Mitchell, Masters, anyone else, Ramian's injured, Hopawadi, Hopawadi, maybe. I'd probably only upgrade him if I didn't have Latrell or Masters at this point. Otherwise, just hope for the best. I mean, the Bulldogs are still, you know, clearly a bottom eight team. There's every chance Aitken finally gets a try or two. 
this week. So I've probably just been doing that, cross my fingers, and hope that he uh, has a good game at last. Yeah, I've got Aiken and Hopawadi, but I think Hopper's been pretty... He's been my 18th man most mm. weeks, so I haven't really been reaping any rewards, but he's really reliable for just a 40-odd, I think. Yeah. Looking at his scores now, the past since that massive... 96. He's had two scores in the 30s, and the other all others are all low 40s. So he's reasonably steady. And you don't get that out of Aiken. It's either low or high, depending on mm. you know whether he scores tries, basically. So um, yeah, not a bad option. In terms of the uh, the dogs team, Lachlan Lewis, another one who's very much enjoying being sold by the merchants <laughs> because he's put his best score of the year in as well. Um, magic touch there. Uh, otherwise, Reese Martin disappointingly quiet. Maybe that three seconds on the field in the ISP really took it out of him. I'm sure, <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of mid thirty games for Martin, which is weird. Kicked a lot of goals last week. Mm. Probably one of them the game with his goal kicking. To be honest, along with yeah. obviously Lewis's field goal at the end. Um, but yeah, just not getting through the, the. I think it's mostly the run meters are down for Martin, which is uh, a bit strange. So yeah, he's still a fifty plus scorer on average, but. A quiet little run now, which is a bit of a worry. I don't know. Is it worth benching? I don't know if he's a trade. Know. It's been like from his debut, he's been a keeper in fantasy yeah. pretty much. He's hardly had a bad score other than this last fortnight, which is the, the worrying part. I'm, I'm still going to have him in the 17, but yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a worrying sign. Yeah, and Lewis, um, yeah, really good last week, 64 points. I wouldn't necessarily get carried away by it. His season average is still in the 40s rather than yeah. 50s, but... Um, I don't think I mean, he's had all... a score under about 47 other than when he's had a, a ton of demerits to go in. So he's, yeah. he's getting 50-plus points a week in, in, in scored the points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I still wouldn't have him as reliable as a Mitch Pierce or as capable of going huge as a Cleary or Johnson, but um, if you still hang on to him, then you know could be worth a start. But, yeah, probably not a trade-in. For sure. Let's get into some questions. Start off with Mr. Not So Fantastic from NZ. Is Ponga a trade heading into the semis and finals? I can get RTS or Holmes. And also, is Nathan Brown to friend, I'm assuming that's Jake, uh, a good trader? Is Ryan James and Crichton safer picks? Well, Ponga, like we said, probably not an urgent sell or a must sell, but if you, um, you know, do nothing else to do with your trades, then I don't mind uh, Ponga to RTS this week. Yeah. Um it gives you the extra advantage of most teams have Ponga, so your yeah. opponent probably does. You could get a little uh, leg up if you get RTS or Holmes. Um, yeah, I mean, I talked down Holmes a minute ago, but against the Knights, he could have a big one. So I don't mind that trade if you've got one or two trades left. Um, Nathan Brown, obviously, is a trade out. Uh, Jake Friend's last five has been really good, averaging 61 in that time. Mm. His season average is only in the mid-40s. So, yeah, if you think that recent form is is it for his last two games and go for it the other two guys he mentioned James and Crichton have been you know mid 50s scorers all year so are probably a bit safer mm. also cover the you know extra positions in the in the back row which is handy I think of those three I prefer Crichton I think friends in that Val Holmes basket of I'm just a little bit worried that yeah. he'll keep it up uh, Dylan asks thoughts on Pongrat for RTS yes covered that one also Reese Martin out for James or Crichton with four trades left yeah mm. Don't mind Reese Martin to Angus Crichton. If it was earlier in the season, I'd say it's two sideways, but with two games left, it's probably an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a good move. I mean, don't be stunned if Martin pulls out a 60 and Crichton hits mm. 55 and you cost yourself five points and a trade. But, um, yeah, I mean, with four, this guy has four trades left, which is You've got to do something. Amazing. Then, so you have to, yeah, may as well use them. So you can always, you know, reverse the trade next Just week. Just trade him back next <laughs> yeah. week. 
Um, yeah, don't mind it. Peter asks, is it time to trade out Aitken? Uh, if you've got trades left and a target to trade in, then I don't mind that one either. Yeah, only make sure it's an upgrade. Don't just do yeah. a sideways trade just for the hell of it. I mean, even, you know, Latrell Mitchell only scored 30 yeah, last exactly. week and Masters had a few quiet games, so there's no one who's really screaming out that they yeah. have to be to be bought in the, the centre position. Uh, Nick McCarthy, three trades left. Is Adam Reynolds to Sean Johnson a wasted trade? No, I th- I'd probably, with three trades left, I reckon that's all right. Yeah, he's, uh, Reynolds' last five, he has scored 43 points a game, which isn't quite good enough. Sean yep. Johnson's doing well. Um, as you mentioned, probably should get through, well, as usual, a ton of kick metres with Mason Lino at 5'8". So, um, yeah, like it. I like it too. Josh Cranage asks Brown out and Jake Travojevic or Cleary in. Uh, numbers must go up with Maloney injured. Yep, uh, don't mind either of those. Probably Jake Travojevic would be my first pick. Yeah, I think Jake. Um, yeah, clear his kick meters have gone up with Maloney out, as he mentioned, but they are playing the Warriors, I think, away, and then the Storm in round 25. Two tough games. A um, few little question marks there about a, a halfback against tough team, so yeah. yeah, Jake's safer. You make a good point. If we're talking about who teams play this week, you've also mm. got to look at who they play yeah, next week because that's when most of the um, the head-to-head finals are on, and if you buy a halfback who's going to be playing Melbourne in round 25, then that's got to be a bit of a question mark. Ricky asks Smith out for McInnes and Cogger out for Lachlan Lewis. Plenty of trades left. Um, do we trade Smith out? Is it sacrilege? <laughs> I think it... I think it... My, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it feels wrong to I w- say I won't it. be doing it, uh, but I'm also not expecting a massive score for him this week. Um, then again, you know, if he has, say he gets, you know, high 40s and then gets rested this week and then plays the whole game next week against the Panthers, a finals-bound team, and has a wow of a game, you're going to be kicking yourself that you sold him a week before the grand final. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't trade him out, but McInnes is, yeah, recent form's been great. Um, yeah, look at your matchup. If if you're if that's going to give you an edge on your opponent who has Smith already, say then maybe do it if you have lots of trades. But certainly yeah. it's a luxury trade. Yeah, probably would be worried about making that trade. The second one, Cogger for Lewis. I mean, you've missed the boat on Lewis really. Like he was a cash cow a while back. Um, yeah. If he's in your seventeen, then that's an upgrade. But yeah, I, I'm guessing uh, if he's trading Cogger out, he might not have enough money to get one of those real elite halves. So yeah. Uh, Lewis is next cab off the rank. Yep. Uh, Callan Kelly asks Cameron Smith to Jake Travojevic, even if Smith still plays, a bit worried about his injury. Bit the same as the previous one. Bit same. Yeah. I mean, we've done this before, though. This is it. We've traded out Smith yeah. after a dud game. Happened this year, didn't it? And then he the Sharks game. 80 or... Well, he had all that uh, the quad injury, and he wasn't kicking in the yeah. game, and he wasn't kicking goals, and we're like, oh, he's, you know, Damien Cook was on fire at that point, and then yeah. obviously every, the week everyone sold him, he just completely... Didn't have an injury anymore, which is yeah, weird. which does happen. So, you know, be wary of that. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jake's really solid, so yeah, can't, can't really go too wrong. wrong. Yeah. Last but not least, Fergus Falder asks: I have two trades left, head-to-head prelim final. Need to get rid of Nathan Brown. Not sure who to go for. Around fifty k to play with. Also, is Ben Hunt a sell for Sean Johnson or DC? With the first one, I think we said at the top, Tamalolo. If you don't have him, yep. Um, I think Jake Travojevic might be less than 50 grand upgrade. Uh, close. close, yep. Mm. Um, yeah, those guys, Fafita, Crichton, you know, whichever one of those guys you haven't got, pretty much just go on season average. I don't think there's any real form issues mm. for those guys. Um, Ryan James is a bit riskier, but another option. Yep. 
And uh, is Ben Hunt a sell? Yeah, I think I would be selling Ben Hunt for Sean Johnson. He if didn't I have a great la- great game last week, did he, it, Ben Hunt? Well, I feel for him. He's had such mm. a good year up until Origin, yeah. and now it's just not quite happening for him. A bit like the Dragons in general. But yeah, Johnson and, and DCE are both pretty good options. Alrighty. Well, I hope we've solved everyone's problems <laughs> heading into their preliminary finals. Plenty of decisions to uh, to make this week. Um, We've got, obviously, the uh, the weekend preview fantasy video going up on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Lone Scout Q&A Thursday morning or the late mail heading into the weekend. Uh, the Joel Gould and Steve Renoff podcast on Wednesday afternoon. Zach Bailey, Jamie Soward going live on Thursday afternoon. Um, know your NRL? Prove it. Enter the Yui Fan of the Week competition and you could win Yui rewards, partner vouchers each round. Go to yui.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks for joining us.